0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to the run your mouth podcast. Uh, I'm living a new lifestyle. last night I was out in Reno uh, and I won 300 dollars playing craps now I'm, uh, I'm the new king of the city. gave me a nice uh, suite on the top floor hooked it up with this fancy robe and I'm rebranding'm I'm, I'm retiring here. I feel like I put in my time uh, so you know get your porch store tickets. this is gonna be the uh, the last celebration of porches and then I found my new home my new home it's uh, it's here in Reno. Uh, and you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move into a casino. I'm going to wear some robes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the whole thing where you walk around and you yell a whole bunch. That that's the old me. I'm i uh, I'm living life. I got $300 in my wallet from winning at craps. What, what do I got to yell about? You think we're even going to talk about politics today? I'm done with that stuff. We're, uh, this is a, this is a new era. We're, we're Robbie, the fire, King of the cocks. We're, we're rebranding. I'm going to become Bobby Burns, some sort of Reno casino, uh, you know, uh, comedy comedy show where, you know, no more politics, just be lighthearted stuff. Talk about the buffet, maybe have sex with the occasional cocktail waitress. And, uh, you know, I got this r- room until the weekend Friday. I don't have this room anymore. Cause then the rates go up and your $300 that you want at the crap table Don't you don't get you weekend rooms with all this glamor, dude. This is like Reno is like, uh, when a hot chick just got divorced, so you can, you know, kind of, you can pick her up when usually you couldn't, it would be outside of your price range. Let me tell you, you come out to Reno on a Tuesday, this hotel is like a divorced chick. They're like, you can have the rooms for no money. Just, just have it free, except they text you a lot. They really want me to gamble here, which makes sense. They gave me the room for free, but now that I got $300 in my wallet, cause I went down the street cause I couldn't afford the minimums at this casino. And I decided to gamble at another casino, dude, I love craps. I haven't played craps in a long time and it was great. Cause it was just me and the excited dealer who I got on my side. And then I was able to just roll. I rolled for like two hours straight. I was hitting points then I wasn't hitting points. I was hitting the hard ways, not hitting the hard ways up, down, up, down. Well, basically I started off, I think with, uh, I put 200 bucks on the table, went up to 500, took it all the way down to zero, went back up to 600. I said, Hey, I got my fun. And then they gave me this fancy robe and now I'm the king of Reno. And that's, uh, that's just the start of this thing. All right. We, we do have politics to discuss, but, uh, as I said, you know, this is going to be the, uh, the last run of summer porch tour before I moved to Reno. So make sure to get your tickets. I had the best time out in California. Oh my God, did I have fun? That was, uh, that was porch tour in all of its glory. The people that came out for that, they got to experience some authentic porch tour. It was front lawn stand up went great. Brian was funny as all hell. Live podcast was an absolute, even though I dude, I was loopy on that thing. I didn't eat it all day. And then I started chewing nicotine pills and stuff, but that was, uh, I listened back and Man, that was a really funny one. And then Childerberg this weekend is going to be legendary. Reno uh, with Dave Smith tomorrow night is going to be legendary. I'm going to be wearing this robe all weekend. Come hang out with the king. Roll some craps. Maybe I'll make another $300. Let me keep this room over the weekend. We'll have a, a blow party in that bathtub over there. You bring the blow. I don't care if you're a lady, dude, chick, large or small, cocaine bathtub party. That's the lifestyle of the king. That's the way we're doing it now. All right. We can get into some news topics because, uh, you know, I haven't been able to podcast much. I was out in uh California. I barely survived uh, the motel that Stephen put me up at. It was uh, a place so creepy they couldn't even film The Shining there. I mean, you've never seen you, you could go sneeze on a wall and it would just blend in with the other stains. It was like I don't even know what it might have been painted at one point, uh, but then it was just the squish colors from people that were killing bedbugs on the walls and then boogers, stains from removing organs. I mean, you, you could play a game named that stain. I think I put out a picture of it. Also, I just want to say, I know that the uh, the schedule recently haven't been able to podcast as much as I'd like, but you know, it's a cocoon stage. I didn't realize that I was going to develop into this new Vegas creature, plays craps, makes $300, starts living the good life. And by the way, shout out to my sponsors, Yo Kratom and SheethaUnderwear.com that have Help me get to this grand moment. You know, I couldn't have done it without the financial support of Yo Kratom and Sheath to be able to afford glamorous Reno hotel rooms on a Tuesday night. So I just I want to thank the sponsors. I'm wearing the sheaths right now. Am I going to show you the sheaths? No, because I got the black ones on. You you need to get the colorful ones. If you want to be getting online and showing off those sheath bulges, you want to show off an impressive sheath bulge. You got to get the. Uh. You're going to get like the greens. The reds are pretty good. I got the jet black. The jet black is slimming. That's not, that's not the thing to be showing off your uh, sheets. Plus I want to get that. uh, I want to be on that, that sheath plan where he works me out real good. I start looking Michael Malice, cut fitness model. So, you know, down the line, we're holding out for a bigger paycheck from sheath (laughs) to do the disrobing. But seriously, thank you to my sponsors for uh, helping me find myself so that I could live this grand life of, you know living, living in hotels. All right. Anyways, what was I I was about to get into the news and then we got distracted. Oh yeah. Cause I was trying to say guys on the days that I don't uh, do this, follow me on Twitter, Robert, the fire. If you're not already, sometimes I, it's probably more efficient than listening to me blabber on this show. Uh, if you're following my Twitter, you can get every on the days that I don't do run your mouth, you can get every news story that was important. Sometimes I just retweet them. Sometimes I got one, like one little hot take or a small joke. Uh, But if you're out there and you're like, where's Rob? How come I'm not getting the news on the days that I don't do this? I do tend to tweet. So uh, go follow me over there. And now let's um, kind of a bird's eye view today of um, some creepy stuff that's going on, uh, but some things to be aware of, some interesting news stories. So let's do a run through of it. I really don't like sitting down when I do this. I got to be honest. I mean, I feel like I'm pot committed at this point. I don't need to be pulling a Rodney Dangerfield. My balls flopping all over the place while I sit down in this chair. And uh, by the way, if you're already in Reno, you know I- I'd love to just sit in this chair for three days straight and make the party come to me. I don't know if I'm on that level yet. Oh, I should probably shouldn't be showing my. Or oh, dude, I bought this from a creepy place. I don't know why I try and scratch my eyeball. Dude, they had fancy soap here last night. I can't shower with fancy soap. I managed to get it in my eyes. Man, I'm such a whiny person. All right, what was I was trying to talk about something? I was really I was about to get into news that I was telling you guys about my Twitter about i don't know all right we can just get into the news topics uh all right first one that i want to talk about today is um madison cawthorn dude that is some creepy like game of thrones oh actually not not game of thrones what was the show with uh kevin spacey On uh Netflix, uh, where he was the president, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, on that show, you know, they kind of showcased politics being the version of politics that we would probably imagine it to be. So, you got this guy, young kid, you know, you would think if they were gonna have some mercy on anyone, it would be old Wheelie Cripply Boy over here, uh, but no, they uh, he made the mistake of talking about uh, talking out about Republican orgies, and I guess if there's one thing that you're not supposed to mention. If there's a red flag, a line in the stand, it's like, go criticize the Democrats, go talk about big tech. You can talk about government spending. There's a lot of things that you can go wheel yourself into a congressional hearing and yell about, but don't talk about how we're throwing orgies over here. And they took, dude, House of Cards, thank you, uh, back, back whatever in the notes. You're the new show producer. Hang out on every episode, and when I'm stuttering and muttering, if you can come through with the exact words that I'm looking for, you are hired. Um... So anyways, you got this kid and he makes mention of the fact that there's orgies and and blow and it just just makes Washington sound cool. Just sounds like they're having a good time. And uh not only does he I guess get in trouble. People are like calling them out. They're like, specifically who? Where is Mitch McConnell throwing these parties? Are there kids? Are there pizza pies? Are there baby blood? People want all the information. He doesn't give them the information. Not only does he not give give them the information, this kid is defeated. They somehow found naked pictures of him on a bed with a cub, which is very weird. That's weird. I didn't get to, I wasn't able to find this naked cu- pic- picture cousins. But in terms of people, photographs, beds, me naked with another dude. If you're a Republican, that's already tough to come back with. I mean, the liberals, you can win them over. You can be like, hey, this is my lifestyle. But naked male relative, while a Republican, we're getting into some weird territory here. So they somehow uncovered that picture. They threw it out there. The guy loses, uh, I I guess, the primary, so he's not able to rerun. Now he's in some sort of a lawsuit. I mean, talk about just like the creepy like insight into the way Washington really works that if you're an outsider and you criticize them for the wrong things, I mean, warning shots fired by government as a warning flag of, hey, we'll even do this to cripples. So you better watch yourself on on what you're talking about. Um, Speaking of the deep state and uh, all the creepy things going on inside of government, this was a weird one. Uh, Henry Kissinger talked out, uh, talked out against basically the current foreign policy of the Biden administration. Uh, And he was saying, listen, if you're going to end this thing and you're going to de-escalate, which is crucial for humanity, you're going to have to give Putin some land over there and you're going to have to start to negotiate, which seems to me I've never in my life thought I would agree with Kissinger. Almost makes you think maybe we got to be going to war with Ukraine. It gets confusing when even Kissinger is like, I think this is too much of a war. I don't think, all right, to give you guys a little bit of context on the uh, on the Kissinger fellow. So he's out there doing Vietnam, he's bombing Cambodia. I first came across Kissinger, I was reading uh, this book by William Engdahl. William Engdahl is a really cool writer. I read his blog nearly every weekend. Uh, sometimes he is the most accurate person, and other times it seems to be really out there. So whatever you read from him, you have to go validate in other places. But uh, very often he's got the inside scoop. Uh, and he's putting it together. Uh, there you go. I gave you guys some of my source material of where I get all these fun facts from. So I was reading a book from him. I think it was called Myth, Lies, and Oil Wars. And within this book, he's talking about Henry Kissinger. He's talking about real politic, and he's basically describing the deep state. And then you got this one guy who's pushing all these wars and has a really terrible philosophy on government and evil and you know the things that government should be able to do in order to advance its agenda. And I'm reading this and you almost think like, there can't be a dude this evil. And that's when I thought that the Engdahl guy, I was like, this can't even be true. And then you start, you know, seeing more cases of Kissinger and the things that he's doing and all the things he's done in the past. If I had to sum up what I understand his philosophy of real politic to be, it's a very, very Jewish legally way of thinking about things where he makes a distinction between, it's almost the opposite of Rothbard. He makes a distinction between human beings and government. So when it comes to me and you, we have to engage in a moral way, right? We can't just go take someone's stuff. We can't just go rape and pillage because we can't do that. But governments, they're living, they're, they're its own entity. They're an alien entity. And as the alien entity of a government, the morality of a government is making whatever decisions best suit its citizens. So while you and I can't go rape, plunder, and pillage, a government It would be moral for them to go rape, plunder, and pillage if it benefited their citizens. There's a distinction between the actions of individual man and the actions of a government at large. And uh, it's a dog eat world, dog dog eat dog world, you know, unless you're in Asia and then it's man eat dog world. But, you know, and from uh, Kissinger's perspective, it's dog eat dog, real politics. We got to be rationals. We got to see what's going on in the world. And government can proliferate any evil if it thinks it's going to advance. Uh, the good of its own citizens, rape, plunder, pillage. Now, did I go back and re-research real politic before running my mouth to validate the accuracy of if that's his fault? No, I'm living this good real life. <laughs> I'm out here making $300 at casinos, wearing robes, wearing cool-ass glasses and hats, about to take a bath and jerk off. You think I took the time to re-research the way real politics works? Of course not. But that's uh that's the broad stroke of what it is, but it's wild to me because then you got to start playing a conspiracy game. Like, is uh is there some one world government that's really on the side of Russia here? All right, did Sam Tripoli show the other day? You guys should go check that out. That was awesome, dude. Sam is so much fun to hang out with. I did a tinfoil hat, and he had this guy on there that was talking about all of the uh, anti-Jewish like stuff. The conspiracy. It's not. It's not really the Jews. you got these fake Jews called the Kazarians. And they're the ones who are really running the show. They got their Babylonian money magic uh, handed off to the Rothschilds been trying to get revenge the whole time on Russia for taking their shit. Uh, And I don't know why I did a lot of ADD today. Uh, So anyways, it looks like Biden's foreign policy is so nonsensical. That we have no choice but to even that even Kissinger's on our side of being like, guys, you better uh, you better walk this one back. All right. Let's take a couple comments. Then uh, we'll move on to the next thing. Here we go. Uh, Back on the drums. Twenty three. You should talk about the aliens and the secret government more was funny. Oh, thanks. You dude. I actually I got a joke in the act uh, that I did for the first time in California and it worked pretty good. Uh, So I'm going to try it again tonight. Uh, And I mean, tomorrow night when we do the show. And hopefully that works. Government needs to have a monopoly on violence. I'm okay with that. Oh, Gil Mamone, what's up, my man? I'm getting James O'Keefe vibes from Robbie. Dude, Gil Mamone, me and that kid, we used to smoke a hell of weed back in college. He was the house that we used to do that at. And then uh, we would pretend to study for finals, take all the Adderall's what's up my man and you weren't you doing a show just tracking uh i liked uh the premise of the show you were tracking basically the government investments like if nancy pelosi's doing a trade i actually saw in zero hedge a advertisement for an algorithm that just lets you know when they're trading and what their trades are and i bet that's probably a pretty decent way to make some money all right let's move on let's move forward let's keep it moving here what else we got going on in the news um all right everything at the davos stuff seems pretty creepy I don't know if you guys uh how many clips you guys have watched but like I said I'm out here I'm living my good Reno life so we're we're doing we're doing bigger picture you know we're we're looking at things from a bird's eye unresearched view so that I can get back out there and uh, you know, maybe give the casino back my craps money so that they don't kick me out of this uh fine establishment. But here we go. So you you got this DeVos thing. Everyone's talking about one world order. That it's all coming from this guy. And uh, once again, what seemed like conspiracy is something I really got to start uh delving into because it seems pretty right. Because everything that they're saying, it's almost like, can you guys go back to standing in some corner room and doing this quietly? It's like really disrespectful that you're just saying that you're gonna socialize the entire world take all of our stuff, start tracking all of our activities. It's like you guys shouldn't be up there with a big old smile just going, hey, we've got the wealth, resources, and power that we're just going to start instituting socialism globally uh, in the name of environmentalism, a religion that is truly the devil. You heard it here first. Environmentalism, that's that's good old devil talk. So one is they're pushing the we're going to accelerate stakeholder capitalism which is once again, it's uh, saying, "Hey, there's no reason to go into the market and compete and create value. We're just, uh, we'll create laws globally that ensure that you can have profits. You're a vaccine company. We'll just make sure that governments institute that you got to go take those vaccines." Then you had someone up there talking about monitoring your carbon output. By the way, you're not going to shame me to stop using carbon. Can you imagine that? They are they knocking your door and they're like, "Hey, listen, you ate a little too much red meat today. You drove your car a little bit too far." I mean, talk about not just putting a hindrance on the entire economy, but actually fucking monitoring you. And and they're proud about this. They're like, listen, this is this is great. We're going to live in a future time where we'll know exactly how much carbon every single individual is using. We'll we'll be able to know who's not compliant. We'll be able to know who's in their house just running their air conditioner going, you know what? I want to be nice and cool. I, I get that everyone else is sacrificing. They're willing to just sit around and sweat and be uncomfortable and not be able to get any work done because they can't consume electricity, but not me. I'm going to, I'm going to write, but no, they're, they're going to have a way. They're not just gonna have a ways to monitor that. You had the head of Pfizer. He's talking about, Hey, we're going to, maybe that, maybe this was an older clip, but we're going to have pills. We're going to know whether or not people took these things. Hey, we're going to advance the who, you know what the who they did such a great job covering up for China, right? They did such a good job, uh, you know, funded by Bill Gates. Talk about, uh, an organization with conflicts of interest. Did they do anything beneficial to the world, humanity during COVID that we would give more power over to the who weren't they the ones that kind of slowed down the process on us going to investigate the Wuhan lab? Uh, you know, aren't they the ones that won't credit China? Literally I, the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And this, like I've never seen anything like that video of people in Shanghai yelling in buildings and, and it, are any lies being saved? I mean, look at the global economy or, or is this a win? I mean, they're already calculating into the COVID deaths the unintended consequences of drug overdoses and missed things to go, hey, we've hit a million. The million isn't just COVID deaths. They're already counting the unintended consequences. And then just start waiting till the uh, you slow down the economies even more because, you know, China doesn't have its output. Russia, it, they, all these unintended consequences. Oh, we're the who? Look at us. We're saving lives. We're uh, locking people into buildings. Uh, we're starving them to death but hey at least they don't have covid i mean not that the who was doing but i'm just saying they're not speaking out against china why the fuck would we want like we already had our government was a fucking nightmare when it came to everything covid and i don't i don't think i can't think of one good headline for the last 3 years where the who came out and said you know what these vaccines aren't going to save you or you know what lockdowns aren't helping what has the world health organization done to benefit us that we would even remotely consider giving some sort of authority or even listening to some larger world organization that has any sort of a tie-in with pharmaceutical companies or Bill Gates. The whole thing makes no sense. Like I said, just bigger picture. These are, these are the creepy things in the work. I'm not saying that they're going to advance all this, but this is the stuff they're talking about. And then, by the way, just to let you guys know how creepy big data stuff is in terms of, uh, in terms of like what they can do with what they're tracking you with. So usually we don't get much of an insight into what government can do with big data. But sometimes when it benefits the liberals, you do. So now you, one of the big talking points of, uh, hey, we can't get rid of abortions, kind of a libertarian argument almost is, are we going to have governments start policing this? Are we going to have them showing up to people's homes, arresting women? Are women going to be guilty of murder? Who's going to be guilty of murder? If you go out and you go get yourself an abortion, do we want to be putting women in jail for 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 getting abortions? Because even if you think abortions – uh it, I, I would almost say it kind of ventures closer to suicide, which I'm not saying you should go kill yourself. But if you kill yourself, it's not like other murder where I think, hey, we can't have this criminal on the loose because they're going to go murder other people. You know what I mean? So like even if you're totally against abortion, I could see an argument for not uh, criminalizing it in the same way, because when it comes to traditional murder, you got to be like, ah, shit, we can't just have a murderer on the loose. He might can kill me. But if a person just uh, wants to kill their own offspring, I don't think we're uh I don't think we're at risk for them to kill, unless you want to say, but then they might continue to make more offspring and then continue continue to kill their offspring. And so there's gonna be more murders. We got to get them into jail to make sure that uh they're not fornicating and creating babies that they're then gonna go kill. I don't know. You know what? I guess I talked myself out of my position on that one. Uh but we were trying to talk about right. So sometimes you find out about the negatives of the big data and the creepy shit that government's able to do. So in this case, you got people. One of their big talking points is, hey, we're going to be criminalizing abortion. And if we criminalize abortion, then you're going to have all uh, you're going to start having government units showing up. You know, they're, they're going to be secret plumbers showing up to your house, seeing if you flushed a fetus. They don't want you flushing any fetuses. Next thing you know, you're going to jail. And you're like, I didn't. It's like when you're like, I didn't clog the toilet. That was someone else's fetus. You should have seen some fat lady came in here. She walked out thin. I had nothing to do with that. Um, So there's apps. This is, I read this in Week magazine. There are apps on your phone that if you're a lady, you can track your period. You know, it comes the same time every month. But sometimes you lose track. You forget what that day was. You get all hormonal every time it comes through. So you ain't, you ain't keeping good records. What do you know? And so you can be tracking your periods. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to do that. I mean, I would probably just make a chart on my wall. I would actually use the period blood. That's what I would do. I would dip it in there. I mark a spot on a calendar each month. So, you know, hey, I hit that period. And if you don't, you're like, shit, I better go pee on a stick and find out if I got two weeks to get this abortion done before it's past 20 days and that's full-fledged murder if that's your opinion i'm not even saying that's my opinion but anyways so you got these period trackers and it comes out government can force these companies to share the data with you which means government could potentially know if you are or are not pregnant which means government could be knocking on your door and going uh hey you know we're tied in with that tracker of yours it looks like you're pregnant so uh just giving you a warning if you were thinking about getting an abortion uh, but how would they know that you didn't miscarriage? How can they possibly, maybe they have another app for that. There was also a creepy development a couple of years ago with these DNA tests. They're getting ads online. They go, don't you want to know about your ancestors? Or they were going, Hey, d- wouldn't you like to take a saliva test so that you could have better ideas about your diet? I mean, you're a Jewish guy and you're 33 and you're making diarrhea all the time. Most of your morning and life is planned out around the diet. Wouldn't you like to know the foods that don't disturb your stomach? Wouldn't you just like to take this simple test and we can go, hey, eat more apples, don't eat that cheese. And you have uh, you eat chicken at 7 p.m. every single evening and we're going to be able to cure your stomach problems. That sounds like a nice idea. I'm I'm a big fan of new technology. I'm a big even bigger fan of not having to show up to the doctor's office. If I can just, you know, spit into some tube, mail it off to you, you come back to me with some dietary plan that I probably won't even listen to. That seems like a good approach except it turns out that people were getting arrested because the FBI was forcing them to hand over that information. Whole thing's just a fucking front for the FBI. Why do they want all of our DNA? Well, because Nancy Pelosi, she needs her matches for baby blood. That's why she needs to know who's pregnant, who's getting the abortions, what clinics she can go to for stem cells. All right, and uh, so just anyways, what well, I guess what I was getting at, in mean, all this rambling, is that any talk of government technologies that are going to track what you're doing at home are very very creepy, uh, and then last is there was a Biden article on Zero Hedge where he referred to as uh, the current energy, energy prices as transitioning. It's no longer Putin's price hike. It's not Putin's not doing this to us. You know what it is? We we gotta we gotta jack up the prices that all of a sudden that windmill that's real expensive becomes cost effective. So we're just getting people used to really high energy prices so we can transition to even higher energy prices that don't work. Uh, All right, and then this is last on this topic, but this is from Ted Cruz, and I love this. Every once in a while, Ted Cruz comes in, nasty son of a bitch, but he comes through, and he's got a fun one. So this was from Ted Cruz. There's a Larry Fink surcharge every time you fill up your tank. You can thank Larry for the massive and inappropriate ESG pressure. So we've been talking about ESG. I feel like I was the first one to expose this ESG racket. Go watch the end of year, Misinformation Spectacular. I was telling you that thing was going to cook up this year. Think about all the topics I've been right on. All right, so anyways, this is a fun one because he's just directly calling out Larry Fink. And uh, who knows? Maybe that'll catch on. Maybe instead of like the Biden pictures of uh, I did this, we can get Larry Fink pictures and uh, we can actually expose the Black Rocks and these ESG pushers for the evil that they're actually trying to impose upon us. All right, here we go. Let's take some comments, then we'll move on to the next topic. I got a couple more left. Here we go. Gil Robbie, is a fellow Jew. They give us too much credit. I've been Jewish my whole life. been going to shul forever. I've never seen a secret meeting talk about government manipulation. Yeah, they tell you to say that. I've been there, and I... (laughs) All right, back on the drums, 23. Oh, I know why we don't go to the moon anymore. It's the Alabama mafia. We have to use the state companies to make the rockets, which is exponentially more expensive now compared to the 1960s. Okay. That's uh, that's an interesting take. I was saying uh, that in my opinion, it would seem unlikely that as technology got better, we can't get up there. I think that was on the last uh, live run your mouth. And he's saying that back in the day, uh, it wasn't the government that was getting that done. I don't know. Sounds, sounds like you're on shaky footing with that argument, but I'll give it consideration. Ante36, Rob asked for the fancy room. Back on the drums, 23. It is why they are literally trying to reinvent rockets, to get around the bullshit monopolies of these companies from over 50 years with the government contract. Okay, there you go. Maybe you got some evidence on it. All right, two more comments, then we're getting back into it. Abortion is the only form of murder I'm okay with. Connor Farrell, King of the cocks. There you go. That guy gets it. House money, Robbie politicians have been loading up on stock GNRC for the last two months. GNRC is the largest American producer of backup power generators. And that doesn't sound good. (laughs) You want to talk about something that uh, pops up in the notes and you're like, ah, shit. Can you, Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. Can you send me some more information on that? Cause that, that's a fun one. And I will, uh, I'll do an episode on that. And, uh, we even have a – oh, man, am I bad with names. I'm going to get myself in trouble. A Mr. Howley, uh, who is the OG traveler of Summer Porch Tour. Season one of Summer Porch Tour, he's the one guy. He did the circuit. He came to Philly, then he came to Max's. I, I, I for sure have his name wrong. I'm such an ass when it comes to names. He's the fucking man, though. Uh, he had the best Kratom line ever. Shout out to YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. I saw him with the big old couple Kratom. I don't want to get the fellow in trouble. So hopefully I did have his name wrong, but this was like – you ever see the movie cool and Luke and he's bluffing and, and, and they find out that he had nothing and he goes, Hey man, he doesn't say, Hey man, I just added that Paul Newman was a little bit more dignified, but he goes, sometimes nothing is the coolest hand of all. Well, this person whose name I got wrong. I don't even know what name I said. Uh, he had the coolest line I've ever heard about Kratom. Cause I saw him. He had a big old cup of crayon. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. You're supporting your Kratom.com. How do you like it? And he goes, I love it. Uh, I've got a new jo- job. I can't smoke weed. And so I'm just studying for my drug test, and he took a big old swig, and I was like, fuck yeah, this guy knows how to party. But, uh, man, why am I so bad with that? Uh, whatever. There's no reason to be offended. I'm retarded on all sorts of topics, so you know I forget names every now and again. Uh, he's the one guy, he Venmo's me money all the time. Sometimes like I'll just do a good podcast appearance, and I'll be like, that was awesome, here's some money. You guys can do that too. You want to send me money so I can spend the rest of my life in hotel rooms like this? I can't be winning $300 at Crap tables and be labeled the king of... uh. Of Reno every single evening, Uh, so you know. Send me your cryptos, send me your Venmos, buy some sheath underwears. I I wasn't trying to just pitch stuff and tell you guys to give me money. I got distracted by all these comments here. All right, what else we got here? Rosco P, where the (laughs) hookers? You know, that's a great question. (laughs) Everybody, Venmo me some money. (laughs) We can do that live stream too. House money. I'll send you the source. All right, a couple more topics, and then we'll call it an episode. It's been a fun one. You know, maybe I can get into this groove of uh, sitting down in robes, letting all the air on my balls. This is nice. Uh, Biden's over in Asia. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing Trump isn't out there making a mockery of America. Everyone was like, if Trump's out there on the world stage, uh, you know, we're, we're going to look like buffoons. And now you got Biden up there who's uh, just fallen asleep literally mid-sentence. I mean, how did that guy go from low energy to no energy? It's like they must, uh, they're like, it's like wheeling up a corpse to the podium at this point. Uh, yeah. What? Well, fight anybody. Sure. You want to get into a fight? Yeah. Yeah. We'll fight China. Yeah. Just bomb. them. Uh, okay. What? Yeah. No, we got your back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just fight at war. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I mean, that's literally, and I, I don't think I had much more on that. Yeah, it's good enough. Look, you, you know, you start doing impressions of Biden. I'm a method actor. I start falling asleep myself. All right. Uh, any more topics for today? Oh, here's two new, um, two new, uh, COVID Washington post vaccines don't work for long COVID. Uh, that's a fun one for a while. That was the one thing that they were trying to push was, hey, listen, you're going to get the long COVID, which I don't even think exists. I think people stayed at home too long. They got real depressed. Now they're just depressed human beings. They can't. They, they don't like no one wants to go. Oh, Government did this to me. So they go, oh, yeah, it's the long COVID. It's uh chronic fatigue syndrome. Every every I, I put on 25 pounds because I've been home for six months. and I'm an alcoholic. It must be long COVID. I can't get a job because I quit mine and now I'm too nervous to go interview somewhere. It must be long COVID. Hey, I uh, stopped working out and now I'm brittle and weak. And every time I stand up, I just want to get back into the couch and go to bed because I it's, it's Biden syndrome, but Hey, it's long COVID. So one of their big things to go, Hey, you're going to need this vaccine because otherwise you might, you might fall victim to long COVID, but it turns out that the vaccine doesn't work for that anyways. But of course you don't find that out for, for a year later. And then also Gary Johnson, do you see the way those fuckers were partying? I gotta tell you guys. I firstly, I have so much respect for people as adults to get out there and fucking party. But like, even I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a sober individual. But like, you, people that come out and put, they, they might almost be disappointed by like the fact that I don't go. I'm like, I like having my whiskey on the rocks. I like having a couple beers. You know, sometimes i will mix sense. But like, I'm very, I'm like, I, I know I want to wake up the next morning. I want to try it. I don't have a lot of focus on my day. I got, I got jobs I got to do. And I can't be going too crazy. And like I'm living the most responsible free lifestyle. I ain't got kids. I ain't got girlfriends. I don't have a job I got to report to from a nine to five. I got a podcast I put out every once in a while. And even I, a guy who likes, I I don't go hard like these people go hard. How are you possibly in these positions where you're supposed to have real responsibility and you're fucking going hard like this? I mean, like so I'm just taking a step back from even like the fact that these people are imposing COVID policies on the entire nation while they're just getting together a party. And they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're telling them, hey, don't don't be flashing these bottles around the media. Bring your own booze. You might not have enough booze. This is a covert secret party, so you better be responsible with your responsibility. We don't want you fucking blabbering about the fact that we're having a party in here. And then this whole thing came to light because it was a hot mic where the uh, press secretary was basically making fun of the fact That we're all sheep. She was literally laughing at us as humanity for being sheep, and addressing fake questions about their partying, to to just laughing about the fact that every single day. I don't watch British TV, but I guess she's getting on TV, letting people know that they gotta stay home and be afraid. You know, same as what Jen Psaki and our people were doing over here. And then she's answering these fake questions, just laughing at us for being sheep that we were listening to the whole time while they're behind closed doors partying. And so you got the double flagrancy of one. I'm impressed by the fact that people that are supposed to have real responsibility can fucking party like this. So good for you guys. You know, I guess I picked the wrong career trying to be a stand-up comic. I should have been a politician. There's no, there's no real work that you got to show up and do in the morning. And so uh, you, you can, you can party hard. Uh, all right. That's it for our episode. We're going to, here's the show schedule. I'm going to be putting out another episode from Childerberg on Sunday And then I'm back in New York and then uh, hopefully we'll go back to, you know, normal schedule with the uh, with the daily briefings between now and then. I might show up to the convention tomorrow dressed like this, you know, see who wants to pay tribute to the king. Maybe just grab man on the street segment. See if I can grab Tom Woods, get some history. Maybe I can get a hold of Ron Paul. I don't know. There's all sorts of cool people hanging out at this place. Maybe I can just grab people for uh, for some quick interviews. Bring the zoom with me. Show off show off my robe that I uh, won playing craps. And uh, that's it for today. I hope you guys had fun. Support your Kratom. You get a whole kilos for $60. I'm not sitting down when I podcast anymore. I don't like this. Uh, But you can get a whole kilo for $60. I wish I brought some some Deltas with me because I was out in LA and uh, I was like, this will be fun. I'll hit up a dispensary. I think I've made this joke before, but dispensaries, shadiest drug deal I've ever been a part of. I, you know, it used to be, you could just show up, stand next to an ice machine, hand someone $20. They handed you a bag of that good Washington Heights home of the haze, by the way, to this day, there's no weed. Like I used to get when I lived in Washington Heights and they had that purple haze, man, that shit was the bomb. Now you go to California and it's supposed to be everything. Firstly, pre-rolls always suck. I got to tell you, I'm too lazy to pack bowls. This is how lazy I am as a human being. Like, I don't want to pack a bowl. I don't want to roll a joint they pens are great. That's why yo Delta.com you get yourself the hybrid, which is my jam. Uh, but like a pre-roll I'm good with the pre-roll cause it's already rolled. And so it's, it's lazy friendly. You can pull it out of your pocket. You just hit it. Dude. I love, sometimes it shows people hook me up with pre-rolls and I, I love that. Uh, I don't know what the dude, this has been fucking ADD like crazy. All right, let's take a couple comments. Let's call it an episode. Um, roscoe post the venmo i will get back to you i gotta find out what the uh if if i post the Venmo, if people can then you know see all my venmo transactions i don't know the way that thing works is podcasting the male version of camp girl <laughs> uh you know maybe maybe i'll make that the new show robin Fire cam girl uh Ann and in a moose shit just got here sorry buddy go watch it it was a fun episode you can you can go back down the archive david allen i hope after reno they stop requiring clown shoes at the lp is that uh is that a real thing all right we're calling it an episode i had fun uh be back soon with uh with more and i'm, I'm gonna go venture the streets dressed like this and see what happens later